smart, fun, intelligent. Friday, and we have clips of the week in a moment or two. I wanted to follow up just real briefly on the 14th Amendment thing. And listen, I concede it's entirely possible there's something I'm missing. And, um, you know, there's the uh, the doctrine of something or other, something or other in Latin. And they'll point out that because this has been de facto the policy for decades, that it'll take an act of Congress, zabity do, based on the uh, time-honored case of, uh, you know, uh, Johnny versus the United States that yeah. established that, you know, if something happens for 35 years, you get squatter's rights and Congress has to do something. I didn't actually attend law school. I just almost did. You hate to get zabity dude. Well, right. And it's happened to me before. Caught with your pants down and the old zabity do. <laughs> but I did find this to be some finely tuned sarcasm on that topic from Tom of the Foothills. He mentions we were talking about anchor baby, legal findings, policies. You made reference to being under the jurisdiction of the laws of the country and state. Well, in good old virtue signaling California, citizens are not under the total jurisdiction of the country. Several of the country's laws are magically suspended at the Cali border. Border Federal drug law doesn't apply here. Federal immigration law doesn't apply here. So much so that California employees and law enforcement are legally bound to never use state information systems to notify any federal offices of inmate release dates. I don't know how much more you can be outside the country's jurisdiction than in Uni- Cal Unicornia. I think it would be a great legal argument to use in any court other than the Ninth Circuit Court of Schlemiel's. To quote Dr. Savage, um, K-O-M-U-T-R-A-Y-G-A, keep on making the rules as you go along. That's an, again, that's some pretty finely tuned sarcasm. Um, I consider a lot of the nation's drug laws to be stupid, so that one doesn't bother me that much as a libertarian. The outlawing cooperating with federal authorities to let them know when dangerous inmates are, are going to be out, I think is a, a, an abortion of the understanding of you know the Ninth Amendment and the powers of the states, etc. But you know what? That's why we have elections, which always go the same way in California, so that's fine. I'm not going to get mad about it. Um, then I need to think about this during Clips of the Week. We received an email telling a story that I will never forget for the rest of my life. It's a little hard to take. It's a little uh what's it's it's a little blood and gutsy. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Hard to take in that way. But it's astonishing and you will mention it to most of your friends today. And I just I can't tell God, I'm getting lightheaded lightheaded rather, even thinking about it. All right, let me think about it during clips of the week. I, I can't decide whether it's morally defensible to share it with you. Michael, what's your thought? I'm sure it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) The spirit of encouragement, Michelangelo. The world's loosest filter, Michelangelo. (laughs) All right, but first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Really left me with no other option because at the end of my life, I'm not going to answer to Bishop Malone. I'm going to answer to God. 
The Saudis initially insisted that Khashoggi had left the embassy alive, but now admit that they'd incorrectly remembered what happened, or dismembered, if you will. I would not even name the era after him. Yeah. He's getting too much credit. Bro, he, he's, he's the not, president? He's, he's not president. making the wave, he's surfing it. Yeah, oh, I give a rat about Twitter. <laughs> and the Supreme Court agreed, but they went out of their way in that case to note that his parents were lawfully domiciled here. They weren't just here temporarily. It's you know, he was severely injured and he got great care here. Uh, many of the people that attended him were Jewish. And, mm -hmm. You know, they're heroes. They, they, they did like the cops did. They did their job. They went and they, they confronted the problem and they were true to their core beliefs. And I'm very proud of them. If making it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough, how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? No, no sane country would do that. Who voted? Then what the hell am I doing here tonight? Goodbye. Love him or hate him, he is unique. All right, so listen, if you're especially sensitive to, uh, like, shocking... Uh, I'm not going to get graphic either. Uh, I'm, I'm overselling this, uh, and I don't mean to. Nothing counts so much okay. as blood. I tell you what, if the setup bothers you... Bail and then come back in a couple of minutes. Okay? Because if the setup bothers you, the, the the rest of it will. We were talking the other day about the actor, Albuquerque actor, who in a fit of mental illness cut off his hand, his arm, part of his arm, partly in a, an effort to pass himself off as a war veteran to get more roles. And it worked semi well. Um, it's 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 gross. It's unimaginable. It's shocking. It makes you a little lightheaded. Okay. If you're a person who's really off put by that, you probably ought to just turn down your radio and hum yourself a happy tune for about ninety seconds. So we got this note from uh, Jay in Michigan, listening online, I guess, or podcast. And he's, he's at work, and he uh, he's talking to employees about our segment and, and various saws you might use and jigsaws and how a chop saw. And then, then they started talking about what tools would be the worst. I'm not going to read you that one. Jay, I think there's something wrong with you. Then another employee heard us talking about this, this sweet old lady. Just picture a nice lady that has candy in her purse all the time. Well, she popped in and said that her first husband killed himself with a chainsaw. Yeah. And we all looked a little shocked, like Tucker Carlson watching someone eat a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> they all gave her the Tucker Carlson look. Keep in mind, this is a nice old lady. My brain started to turn and wonder, well, how? And I blurted it out. How? <laughs> And she decided to tell us in great detail that this is probably a terrible mistake. This reminds me of the Pulp Fiction moment in, uh, where, where Jules, played by Sam Jackson, says, If my answers frighten you, 
perhaps you should stop asking scary questions. Mm. When you ask somebody how they killed themselves with a chainsaw, I think that qualifies as a scary question. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, go on, executive producer Hanson. More, more. I will blame you. Yeah, I will blame you. So anyway, he asks how. And this nice, sweet old lady told, tells us in great detail, he bolted it to a piece of plywood. He started it, zip-tied the safety trigger, and then essentially, oh. are you familiar with the ancient Japanese uh, ritual of seppuku? Yeah. You fall on your sword. Um, that's what he did. Oh. Um, Thank you. Through your radio program, I learned something horrific about a fellow employee, Jay from Michigan. Well, you're welcome, Jay. You're welcome. How crazy is that? What? We can't dwell on it. Transition music, Michael. Just please. about i don't know i I need counseling (laughs) all right it's it's a rare thing it's a rare thing when we need transition to go to break (laughs) i can't even for the sake of our sponsors who you ought to be doing business with every day of your lives for the sake of our sponsors i just i had to Interesting development. You remember the uh, the intentional power outages by various giant, powerful utilities that bribe the legislature all the time? Got this note. I thought you'd find it interesting that the state of California Cal Fresh Bureau applied for mass replacement benefits for areas affected by the power outages. The feds approved it. In the tiny county I live in, $45,000 in Cal Fresh benefits were issued. That was for only five zip codes in the county. So somebody's buying somebody off or trying to cover up for somebody or trying to lessen the damage done by the utilities hmm. through the government. That's interesting. All right, that and much more. Got some good stuff to end the show up with. Hope you can stick around. Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. An American state is offering a $500 incentive for each trip to Mexico to buy drugs. It's really an extraordinary story about how screwed up medicine is in the U.S. as I'm trying to help my eldest, um, who has some, well, she has Asperger's syndrome, which is... One of your um, less serious uh, forms of autism. And so she's doing great. She's a wonderful person. You'd love her if you knew her. But um, she's trying to sign up for health care now because she's getting booted off our insurance. And, oh, my God, the expense of it and the complexity of it. Good God. How did we get here? How did we get here? Okay, so uh, on a lighter note, I got something that Trump um, haters will love and uh, something Trump lovers will love and or Republicans. Um, I'll give you one of each. According to the Washington Post fact checker, which um, is uh, more left-leaning than they admit, uh, they do a good job on a lot of stuff, but they're definitely lefties. 
Uh, President Trump has made 6,420 false or misleading claims over the last 649 days. 6,420. In the first nine months of his presidency, Trump made 1,318 false or misleading claims, an average of five a day. But in the seven weeks leading up to the midterms, the president has made 1,419 false or misleading claims, an astonishing average of 30 a day. Wow, Wow. he was just barely getting started with the, <laughs> in the first couple months. Right, well, you got to, you know, gear up. Uh, the flood of presidential <laughs> misinformation has picked up dramatically as the president has barnstormed across the country, holding rallies with his supporters. Each of those rallies usually yields 35 to 45 suspect claims. But the president often is tacked on interviews with local media, in which he repeats the same false statements and gaggles with the White House press corps before and after his trip. Um, so that adds up to 84 claims on October 1st, 83 claims on October 22nd, and 78 claims on October 19th when he held a rally in Mesa, Arizona. The Washington Post uh, making the president sound like the Clay Thompson of misleading claims. Um, uh, positive, Sean. Speaking of Clay Thompson, the mighty warriors of golden uh, the Golden State. Yes. Um, when do they first meet the resurgent, youthful, and exciting Sacramento Kings? I will endeavor that answer for you soon. All right, fine. That's it's not urgent. Um, so yeah, so well, uh, the twenty fourth of this month. Oh, okay. All right. The Warriors will almost certainly win. But what a great uh, measuring stick to see how the Kingas of Sacramento have progressed. Most exciting young team in the NBA right now. The, I believe that. Uh, I believe that to be true. Okay. All right. So moving along. So that was the uh, stuff that uh, Trump dislikers will uh, will enjoy. Uh, you know, as it's been said many times, uh, Trump's critics take him literally, but not seriously. His uh, fans take him seriously, but not literally. Uh, I think he is troublingly. Uh, loose with the truth at times and hilariously loose with the truth at times. He just is what he is. And a lot of the things that get kind of chalked up as, oh, that was a lie or not truthful, I think is often just sloppy messaging. Sloppy and or it's hilarious and nobody takes it seriously, right. including his hardest court you know, supporters. But anyway, everybody, it's a, if you're angry at that, all right, fine, I'm sorry you're angry. <laughs> Calm the hell down. Um, uh, and then this. This is an absolutely terrific piece by Mark Tyson in the Washington Post. And it's echoing the theme of recent days on the Armstrong and Getty show. Trump did not bring the division. The division brought Trump. Our descent into vitriol began long before Trump, and Democrats are culpable too. Mark Tyson in the Washington Post. After a deranged... What's that? Oh, then I bit his ear. I bit his ear off Evander Holyfield. <laughs> Different Tyson? Yes. After, it's spelled completely differently, too. I'll thank you to turn off your microphone, sir. After a deranged Democrat living in his van nearly assassinated Representative Steve Scalise, God knows how many people he could have killed were it not for the bravery of the Capitol Police, firing more than 70 rounds at House Republicans practicing for the congressional baseball game, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi declared it outrageous that anyone would blame Democrats or their rhetoric for inspiring the shooter. How dare they say such a thing, Pelosi thundered. Never mind that the shooter echoed Democratic vitriol against the president, ranting on Facebook that Trump is guilty and should go to prison for treason. That's a quote. And that Trump has destroyed our democracy. It's time to destroy Trump and company. 
Now Democrats are doing exactly what they condemned, blaming President Trump's divisive rhetoric for the recent spate of mail bomb attacks and the massacre at the Pittsburgh synagogue. The truth is they ceded the moral high ground years ago. Our descent into vitriol began long before Trump, and Democrats and their allies are as culpable as the president. Recall that in 2000, the NAACP spent millions on ugly ads accusing George W. Bush of moral equivalence with white supremacists who brutally lynched James Byrd in 1998. Byrd's daughter said, quote, My father was beaten, chained, and then dragged three miles to his death, all because he was black, as the screen flashed grainy images of a chain, so uh, dragging a, a, a body. So when Governor George W. Bush refused to support hate crime legislation, it was like my father was killed all over again. That's some heated stuff. Barack Obama set the tone for his 2008 campaign against John McCain when he declared, if they bring a knife to the fight, we bring a gun. Representative John Lewis, D. Georgia, answered that call when he compared McCain to segregationist Alabama Governor George Wallace and declared that McCain was replacing the climate of hatred and division. I'm sorry, he was replicating the climate of hatred and division that led to attacks on civil rights workers. John McCain? Of course, that's a trope every time a a, a Republican runs for office, is they're called a racist so that black people come out and vote for their opponent. It's In the case of John McCain, it's ludicrous. Ludicrous. He has multiracial adopted children in his family. The last thing he is is a racist. Anyway, four years later, pro-Obama super PAC ran ads showing GOP vice presidential nominee Paul Ryan, old radical hardcore Paul Ryan, pushing an old lady in a wheelchair over the side of a cliff. So he murders old ladies. Shouldn't do that, Paul Ryan. I'd say that's, that's some vitriol. That's some pretty harsh rhetoric. Another ran false ads blaming Mitt Romney for a woman's death from cancer. During the 2016 campaign, Hillary Clinton compared Republicans to Nazis, saying in regard to illegal immigrants, this is Hillary. I quote, they want to round them up and put them in boxcars. What did we do against the Nazis? We sent millions of men overseas. We bombed their cities to rubble. We killed them as many as we could, as quick as we could, on battlefields all over Europe, Africa. So when you compare somebody to Nazis, that certainly implies that that sort of response is justified to kill them. That's Hillary Clinton. Then when she got around to it, she compared the GOP to terrorists, declaring now extreme views on women. We expect that from some of the terrorist groups. We expect that from people who don't want to live in the modern world. But it's a little hard to take for Republicans. And she listed Republicans alongside the Iranians as among enemies she was most proud of making. Um, There are accusations that Brett Kavanaugh participated in gang rapes. What would you do to a gang rapist if he was in the middle of a crime? I'd kill him. How about you? Division brought Trump. Trump did not bring division. Everybody, cool it. Everybody. Marsha Phillips, what are your headlines? Well, we got a blockbuster jobs report we're going to talk about. U.S. is hitting Iran with full sanctions, and scientists are launching an amazing DNA tracking project. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Or right. Coming up.
All right, then. That's an intriguing uh, potpourri of stories. I'll stay tuned. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. I've repeatedly asked humanity to stop doing things. We've done enough things already, but people keep doing things, so there keeps being more news. Marshall Phillips has our news for us now. Marshall, what are people doing? Well, today, one of the things we did, the feds came out with a new jobs report, and Positive Sean is standing by. What is your one-word update on how this report may be affecting the markets? Uh, The markets right now are slipping. Ah! A little slipping. What? Yeah. Oh, my. As one analyst put it, uh, the the jobs report may have been too good. I have no idea what that means. That sounds idiotic. Well, yeah, it has to do with the the freaking Fed. I'll see that the the, the economy is too hot. So we need to cool it off and raise the rates again. And so everybody's... And that's in an effort to fight off inflation? Is that what the... Yeah, so it doesn't get too crazy. Okay, right. President Trump, though, is cheering the latest jobs numbers. He's tweeting this morning, quote, Wow, the U.S. added 250,000 jobs in October, and this was despite the hurricanes. Unemployment at 3.7%. Wages are up. These are incredible numbers. Keep it going. Vote Republican. End of tweet. Interesting. Bing, bing, yeah. bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mentioned this earlier that... um. I'd heard a political scientist talking who studied this for his whole life. People do not vote out of gratitude. They do not show up because things are good and they want it to continue. I know you think you do, and I know you want to, and I know you want, like I want, to believe humanity would behave that way. But it's not so. People show up out of fear, anger, and resentment. Those are the motivating emotions that get people to the polls. And it's such an odd, it's so counterintuitive, you'd think. You know, and listen, a lot of you have legitimate beliefs that maybe I disagree with, but you don't like the Republican policies. You don't like Donald Trump, whatever. You have legitimate reasons for wanting to vote. And I'm not talking about that. But but pocketbook issues, jobs, the economy. Uh, can I pay my rent? Uh, is my job looking? Are my job prospects looking good in the future or scary? That's the issue in any political system on earth, and always has been, unless it's a totalitarian state and your your uncle just got dragged out and shot the other day. Right? You, this pocketbook issues are everything, but you can't get people to vote. Saying things are great, let's keep it going. So that, so that's why, uh, that's why Trump is uh, keeping up with the uh, mentions of immigration and the uh, dangers of the caravan and the other things to stir up the anger, to stir up the fear. fear. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And 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 yeah, I actually don't want those caravan people coming in. I think it's incredible belligerence right. and lawlessness and the rest of it. And I agree with y'all who think that. On the other hand, of course, it's the week before an election. Everything's getting whipped up. That's just what you do. On the other hand, the Democrats are pitching nothing but fear, anger, and resentment. They're going to take away your health care. They're going to take away your health care. Nobody's going to take away your health care any more than it's already been taken away because it's so screwed up. Uh, just, you know, that's, so that's why you get the all the fear and the angst right. and the, the doom saying, the gloom and doom prophecies just before an election. Meanwhile, the president's going to be heading back out on the campaign trail with rallies today in West Virginia and in uh, Indiana. In Indiana, he's going to have help 
from Hall of Fame basketball coach Bob Knight to coach the Indiana University Hoosiers. What up, Knight? That is going to be at 4 this afternoon, West Coast time. I just love Indiana. (laughs) Bob Knight, who had a bit of the crazy old man who'd say anything thing going like four years ago. Yes. Yes. Eight years ago. Yes. Yeah. He will be back at the rally. He will say something utterly putrid. It's guaranteed. One of my favorite quotes of all time. Something (laughs) indefensible. Times comes from him when he says, when I finally die, I want them to bury me upside down so all of my... I don't. Remember, I don't think it was haters, but critics, all my, yeah, yeah, all my critics can kiss my butt. Right. Although he didn't say butt, he was a man of harsher words. We appreciate your restraint, Sean. <laughs> the Trump administration announcing the reimposition of all the U.S. sanctions on Iran that had been lifted under the 2015 nuclear deal. The sanctions covering Iran's shipping, financial, and energy sectors. These are the second patch of penalties reimposed since President Trump withdrew from the deal in May. Those of you like me who like following the foreign policy, uh, what's going to be really interesting is that from uh, European superpowers to uh, to India uh, and a couple others right. um, of note who are our buddies, they've said, uh, we're going to keep doing business with uh, Iran because a lot of our economy is kind of tied up and we're buying their gas. And so uh, thanks for the suggestion, but we're not in. And what's going to be you know interesting is to see to what extent the... Uh, the Trump administration is willing to enforce those sanctions well, you're against our, our buddies. Yeah, you're mentioning the various countries. Eight countries are getting waivers so they can continue temporarily importing Iranian oil. That has already okay. been announced. Buying a little time for negotiation. Yeah. Scientists are beginning a huge undertaking. They are going to sequence the DNA of every species on Earth. Yes! They started Thursday. They're hoping to conclude (laughs) mapping the genomes of more than 1.5 million species in the next 10 years. Because then we can unleash some sort of bacteria that gets into the the, the, uh, the double helix of the mosquito and render them non-bitey. For instance... Now, of course, that will also unleash some sort of horror that will make us all blind <laughs> yes. for the rest of human history. Some sort of, sort of invisible gnat that the mosquitoes have been biting this whole time, but now that we made non-bitey mosquitoes, those gnats are going to be the new plague. Uh, right, exactly. They'll, they'll eat our eyes. Creating a- human-animal hybrids. That's right, Mr. President. In the NFL, San Francisco beat Oakland in the battle for the bottom of the bay. Thursday night football went like this. What a start for Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins' outstanding NFL debut with the Niners threw for 300 or 262 yards and three touchdowns. His first NFL start as the Niners dropped the Raiders 34-3. I've been calling it the battle for the bottom of the bay as those two NorCal teams fought it yes. out to see which one was more sucky. And apparently we have our answer. This Nick Mullins character, who is he? He uh, kind of came I mean, out he was of nowhere, a bill- right? uh, Not a billboard. Nobody can tote a billboard. <laughs> he was <laughs> very strong. He, well, obviously. He was toting a clipboard not long ago. Right. Yeah, he was the, He was their third-round guy. Right. I believe he was undrafted. He had like a 500. Third-string guy? Yeah, third-string okay. guy. Yeah. He had a 500 record in college. Nothing really super impressive. He just kind of slipped through the cracks and had a, had a great debut. You know, that just uh, shows to go, yeah. It's so hard. I mean, Jack rants about the NFL draft, how people pay so much attention to right. it when their their picking ability is only slightly better than random. <laughs> yes. But to expand it to non-sports fans, I just, I love these stories because they so enforce just, you know, believe in yourself and keep after it. 
And and success, uh, overnight successes usually spend decades working at it. Yeah. Now, the other side of the coin, particularly in the 21st century, and we, we used to enjoy this so much on American Idol, was a person with no discernible talent whatsoever that had mountainous self-confidence and parents who supported it, yes. codependent parents, and announced that they would not quit and those judges were wrong because I'm going to be a star. And those people were completely delusional. So try to figure out which one of those you are before you follow my advice. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Free the birds. Oh, Squawky. There is hope for America. The last Squawky of the week. I'm going to think about him over the weekend. That's right. Meanwhile, I know, Charger fans. I know. I know. Rams fans, yes, they're the best team in football. Chargers. Average attendance, 132 people at their games are really playing some good football. Ah, bird, be. Oh, speaking of overheated rhetoric, we got Mika Brzezinski having a near infarction on the air, talking about Donald J. Trump. And then we have uh, the petering out, including final thoughts next. So stay with us. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. Illegal immigration affects the lives of all Americans. Illegal immigration hurts American workers, burdens American taxpayers, and undermines public safety. Our democracy is under attack with bombs targeting Trump's enemies and shootings in synagogues by a nationalist imitating the president's racist rants. The rhetoric of this racist, heartless, soulless man will lead to more violence. Yes, I said that. This is a so-called leader with no shame. He doesn't care. He's got no sense of decency, no sense of duty, and no limits. If you want a slight check, on this man and his unrelenting race to the finish here to make sure he can continue destroying this country. You might want to vote all D. There's the frantic Mika Brzezinski on Morning Jose on MSNBC giving you some nice overheated rhetoric as, you know, is the style of the day. Call it the... uh, Oh, man, come on. My page just died. Uh, you know, the age of, of uh, hyperbole. It just is what it is. That's fine. Um, you know, it's funny. We were talking about uh, what's the what's the uh, super smart guru dude? Uh, the uh, the Silicon Valley guy, uh, Jaron Lanier, who's been talking about how social media may ruin the democracies of the world before it can be properly um, uh, regulated because it's just screwing up humanity and how we live and how we think and how angry we are all the time. I would add uh, cable news to that list as well. Uh, Cable news and social media are ruining the world. On a lighter note, oh, we got this note from uh, Jimmy. Uh, Let's see, Jimmy's uh, San Francisco, um, former cop turned policy wonk, he says. Am I allowed to say his name and everything? Yeah, okay. 
he uh, he was getting ready for a little Halloween hijinks. And uh, he was on the Bay Area Rapid Transit System, Bart, and he threw on his uh, full furry uh, giant gorilla mask. And he rode the Bart in a gorilla mask. He stands six foot three, strapping young man, Jimmy. And uh, nobody said a single thing to him. <laughs> Out of fear. He got a couple of smiles. <laughs> yeah. But we're so afraid of each other, or maybe the activity on public transit is just so weird. No, As he stood there, six foot three, but gorilla-headed, nobody That's, said anything. It's like the seventh weirdest thing they saw on that car. Right, right. 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 Like, right. This, is Bay, right. this is San Francisco Bart. You're, you're right. seeing quite the eclectic mix of people. There's a guy peeing over there. There's, there's a, a guy, guy with two chainsaws. Working it. Yeah, yeah, there's a guy with two chainsaws. <laughs> oh, thank that, goodness. I'm just going to sit next to the guy with the gorilla mask. He yeah. seems normal. Right. There's a couple of gangbangers <laughs> over there pointing at their guns. And, oh, they, those gangbangers over there are pointing at their guns. Okay, right. super. And the right. guy in a gorilla mask. For the longest time, for the longest time, Michael, can you wake uh, Gladys, please? When I was a kid, when I was a college student, when I was a young man who was on the edge of poverty, I had the same beautiful, beautiful dream for Halloween. I wanted a gorilla suit. I wanted the full-on... You know, hands, feet, head, furry, like I'm in a Three Stooges short gorilla (laughs) suit. I wanted the Abbott and Costello, really not at all convincing, but funny gorilla suit. To which I would imagine that many adults would have said to you at the time, what are you going to do with that? To which your response would be, everything. Wear it. Yeah. Whenever I could. (laughs) I would spend roughly 363 days a year... (laughs) Thinking about, I wonder if I could work the gorilla suit in today. And then, then, and this is this is a metaphor for life, I think. And then, after many many years of toil, I finally got to the point where I could more or less spend whatever I wanted on a gorilla suit. And and I looked at the gorilla suits that were available. That were available. I, I read some of the reviews. Yes. Um, some of which uh, emphasize the fact that they don't ventilate quite as well as you'd wish they would. Oh, oh, oh. And there I was as a man with the means to buy any gorilla suit that was available on the free market, right. and I decided not to. <laughs> and I never got that suit. I think it may be youth is wasted on the young and wisdom on the old or something. I don't know what, but... To spend your whole life, what is that? Doesn't that mean something? Doesn't that? Isn't that like a sadly beautiful commentary on life? Or maybe it's just an a hole one in a gorilla suit. I don't, I don't know. Well, on a, on a smaller scale, for years, especially when I uh, worked uh, so often in L.A., I wanted a pair of leather pants. Oh yes, oh, and, who, who wouldn't? Well, and, if, if you've ever seen a picture of Marshall in his youth, yeah. he could have pulled it off. Yeah, and then one day I bought a pair of leather pants. Yes, biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> ventilated, <laughs> ventilated about as good as the gorilla yes, suit. Yes, yeah, indeed. that's that's the knock on yeah. leather trousers, buddy. Right. Yeah, don't wear them on a hot day. Nope. Ick. Oh. Hey kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. You know what I ought to do? What's that? I ought to buy my son a gorilla suit. There you go. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. 
Uh, let's see. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Let's begin with Positive Sean. Sean, final yeah, thought? Yeah, sure. Burden your son with your hopes and dreams. Yes. That's the way to do it. No, I'm not like crazy sports, Dad. <laughs> Just here's a gorilla suit, son. Have some fun. Yeah. Much video gaming on my schedule for this weekend as the League of Legends World Championship is taking place. The games start tonight, 1230 a.m. local time because it's being held in South Korea. What? I will be watching and I will be playing much league as I'm trying to make it to gold rank by the end of the season. It's going to be tough. Whatever that is. Uh, Marshall Phillips, your final thoughts. I'll tell you, my friends, don't forget to fall back. Remember, Daylight Savings Time ends at 2 a.m. this Sunday. You will need to fall back. Oh, man. That means it's going to be dark in the afternoon. I hate that. Extra hour of sleep, though, this weekend. Right? Vote for that weird prop that doesn't do much. <laughs> or don't. I don't care. Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Well, remember what I always say. Day- daylight savings time makes the impossible possible. So be <laughs> grateful true. that you have it. And, hey. and in those states that don't have it, <laughs> right. we're thinking of you. Yes. When, they, they made, when they made you, they broke the mold, Michael. Uh, my final thought was that recording uh, went swimmingly yesterday for the upcoming Dead Flowers release, tentatively titled More Songs Than Fans. Uh, I hung out with Rich, the bass player, is a, a great old friend of mine. And, you know, making the songs is, is you know, the co-cool part. The other part is the people, you know, yeah. just getting together and creating and having the laughs. I miss that. I miss that. Uh, so many people. Thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all the clicks we mentioned, including really thought-provoking stuff on social media and democracy. We'll see you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.